Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Ohana Podcast. Once again, my name is Lima and I am your host. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting the Scattered Abroad Network. Uh, this marks a year. Uh, uh, this is our last episode of, of the year 2022. And I just want to share how grateful I am to all of you uh, who listen to this podcast and who support the Scattered Abroad Network. I hope that you have benefited uh, benefited from our, our podcast this year. And looking forward to another year, Lord willing, uh, we're going to dive into some, some great topics uh, in this podcast. And so um, this podcast uh, will end with this episode this year, right? This is our final episode. And our topic is uh, house rules, right? House rules. You know, uh, in every family, uh, there are certain house rules that mom and dad would establish. And those who live in the house need to follow those rules. You know this. <laughs> A lot of you understand what I'm talking about right now. You know, maybe, maybe uh, uh, one of the rules at your house is, Hey, uh, no locked doors, right? Uh, for for the children, no doors locked in the house, um, or no playing on your cell phones or on your iPads, pla- uh, past a certain time of of the day, or or a certain day, uh, there will be no devices on this certain day. Um, everybody eats at the dinner table. Um, you say please and thank you. There, so there's so many rules that, that that we can think about uh, that our parents would have set up or if you're a parent you know what i'm talking about the, the rules that that govern the house and those who live in the house okay and so when it comes to the spiritual family of god you better believe it that there are house rules right there are rules for the house of god you you think about what Paul said to Timothy when he when he wrote to Timothy, he told Timothy that Timothy, you ought to know how to behave yourself in the household of God. That there are guidelines and principles that Timothy ought to follow and keep so that he may properly behave in God's house and church, as I already established in the first, second, third episode. Uh the church is not a building. The church is God's household. The church is God's family. And yes, there are house rules uh, when it comes to God's family. And the house rules, you know where I'm going with this. The house rules is the Bible. If you have a copy of the Bible, you have a copy of the house rules for Christians. The house rules for the church. The house rules for our Ohana. In 2 Timothy 3, in verse 16 and verse 17, the Apostle Paul said that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And well, when Paul wrote that, um, very likely the reference there contextually was to the Scriptures available to Timothy, which were the Old Testament Scriptures. But the statement itself, it's it's a it's an umbrella statement. 
It covers all of scriptures, both the Old and the New Testament. And Paul said all scripture is given by inspiration of God. They all come from the, the ruler of the house or the head of the house, who is God, right? God is the head of our household, right? And so Paul says that the word comes from God. It's inspired by God. Theonustos is God breathed. And is profitable. It's good for those who are living in the house. It's good for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that those who live in the house may be complete and equipped for every good work. Can you think about that? So the Bible is our house rule, right? Or it contains, I should say, it contains. The house rules for the church. Now, I want us to think about uh, the next uh, 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 things that we'll discuss. I want you to open your Bible to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. This psalm is about the word of God. In, in this psalm, you can see how the psalmists appreciate the law of God. In other words, you get to see someone who looks at rules in a very positive and, and proper uh, 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 light, right? A lot of people, when they hear rules and regulations or, or guidelines or principles or laws, uh, a lot of people think negatively of the concept of rules. Uh, some people go so far and say, well, you know, because they have that mindset, they will say things like, well, the Bible is not a book of rules. Well, the Bible is a book of rules. It's not just rules, but it does contain a lot of rules. Or someone might say, well, we're not here to follow rules and, and, and lists. Uh, let me encourage you that the Bible contains a list of things that we ought to follow. Take, for example, the list by which we select men to be elders in the church. Right, that list matters, and every single man who considers himself to be an elder, who would step up to be an elder, he must meet every single category or qualification mentioned in that list. And so, people generally have a very negative view of rules, but not the psalmist in Psalm 119. And as Christians, we shouldn't have a negative view of the rules that God has given to us. In Psalm 119, you get to see that this psalmist, he loved God's word. He rejoices in the laws of God. He appreciates the rules that God has provided. Now, if we have a proper view of who God is and a proper view of what his word is in, in, towards us, then we would have you know, a great and deep appreciation for the house rules that God has laid down for us, I think about what uh, the Apostle Paul, or not Paul, but the Apostle John. I always mix up these guys. Uh, the Apostle John, what he wrote in in the in the Epistle of First John, in First John chapter five, he he tells us, you know, this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and he says this, and His commandments are not burdensome, right? In other words, the the commandments of God are good for us. The commandments of God are not hard to keep. The, man, the commandments are, of God are not there to make your life hard. 
They are there to make your life complete. They are there to guide us. Now, I want us to go to a specific section here of Psalm 119. So go with me to Psalm 119, verse 53, all the way down to verse 60. And I want us to pay attention to the theme that I'm going to share with us from this section of the psalm. Now, you'll see this theme elsewhere throughout this psalm. Right, because this this psalm is is all about the word of God, and, and there are times where things are sort of repeated throughout this psalm. If you've studied it before, you understand what I'm talking about. But here, there is this question that jumps out to me from the text, or or this statement jumps out to me from the text. What must we do with God's word? And I want to apply that to our discussion about house rules. What do you do in the house rules? Uh, 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 what do you do with your parents' house rules? Do you just dismiss them? Do you just ignore them? Uh, do you just you know show your parents just how disrespectful you are that you don't want to follow the rules of the house? Right there, sometimes a, a a dad would say, "Well, hey, if you don't like the way I run this house." Go find you another one, right? You know, if you don't like my rules, go go find you a job, go buy your own house and make your own rules, right? But if you're living under my roof, under my care, you need to follow my rules. And the same thing applies to all of God's children. We're not living in, in our own house. We've been brought into the kingdom of God. We have been brought into the household of God. And God has laws for us to follow, right? And so what do we do with God's laws, with God's house rules? And, and from this psalm, this section of the psalm, these things jump out to us. It should jump out to all of us as we read it. And the first thought is this, what to do with God's word or what to do with the household rules or what to do with those rules? Do not forget them. Right? When it comes to God's word and what to do with it, do not forget it. Notice what the psalmist says, verse 153 and 154 of Psalm 119. Consider my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Bleed, uh, plead my, uh, sorry, my accent there. Plead my cause and redeem me, revive me. According to your word, there are two sides when it comes to forgetting God's law. When you forget God's law, you run the risk of being disobedient to his commands because you don't remember what he says. You end up violating what he says. Right. So that's the, the one side. On the other side, you as a child of God, when you forget what God has said and what God has promised, you can you can miss out on finding strength to endure the trials you face. You can miss out, uh, you know, on the comfort that God's promises would provide. And so the, those are the two sides to forgetting God's law. So when it comes to the house rules, do not forget God's law. Do not forget his word, because because then we might be disobedient to him. Because then we might miss out on strength in time of need. That's exactly what the psalmist is saying here. He remembers what God has promised him. And he's saying to God, plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. You're going to see that 
theme of revive me according to your word multiple times here in this section of the psalm. But when it comes to the word of God and the house rules, do not forget it. We need to remember what the Bible says. We need to remember where it says it. We need to have book, chapter, and verse so that we can help others, so that we can ourselves go back to and revisit it to find strength in time of need. Open your Bibles to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5 is a great psalm that reminds us to remember the benefits that God has for us, to remember the promises that God has made for us, because they will comfort us in time of need. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Notice this. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And so we think about God and his law and his rules for us to live by. Do not forget them. Lest you become a disobedient child or lest you forget where you can find strength in time of need. Number two from the text, what to do with God's word? Seek after it. Desire it. You know, look for what it says. Right. It's important. Uh, parents, we post the house rules somewhere. Everyone can see it somewhere. Everyone can read it. But the same thing is true when it comes to the truth that comes from God. It is written. Think about what Jesus said. Three times when he was tempted, he went to the word of God. It is written. Where is it written, Jesus? And then you have the book, chapter, and verse, right? So desire it. Seek after God's law. Notice what the psalmist said, verse 155 through 156. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great are your tender mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your judgments. So long as the wicked do not seek after God's word, salvation will continue to be far from them. Right? Salvation is near to everyone, but one needs to seek it. One needs to realize that they need it and go and look for it. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what is righteousness, right? And do you hunger and thirst after it? Well, the psalmist says in, in Psalm 119 and verse 172 that all the commandments of God are righteousness. So if I am thirsty and hungering after righteousness, what does that mean? I am seeking after the word of God. I'm seeking after the commandments of God. And Jesus said, here's the effect or here's the, the, the product of doing that. They will be filled. We need to seek after God's word. In Psalm 19, excuse me, the psalmist there talks about how the creation points to the creator, right? The firmament, uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. And then in verse uh, uh, 7 and onward, the psalmist talks about the word of God, how the, the word of God is perfect. It is 
pure. It is simple and the effect of God's word. And then he said this in verse 10, Psalm 19 and verse 10. He says, more to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Think about that. What do you seek after? Right? What is your heart's desire? Is it the word of God? Do we seek after the, the house rules, the, the rules that guide us and, and help us to live in such a way that is pleasing to our Father in heaven? When it comes to God's word, to when it comes to God's word, do not forget it. Seek after it. And, and here's number three, point number three from the text. Do not turn from it. In other words, don't, don't shut your ears from hearing it. Don't close your heart or don't harden your heart against the word of God. It will not end well for you. Psalm 119 verse 157. Many are my persecutors and my enemies, yet I do not turn from your testimonies. I think about Stephen. When Stephen, you know, when he preached the gospel as recorded in Acts chapter 7, he, he was preaching with love for his countrymen, for the Jews. But the Jews would not hear it. The Jews would not turn from their sins and turn to the living God. The Jews instead, they would turn their ears from the speech of Stephen. The Bible says that they stopped their ears. That's how you turn from the word of God. And you know what happened? You know what happened? They stopped their ears and then they killed and murdered Stephen. Right? We need to be like those in Thessalonica. Some of those who in Thessalonica, when they heard the word of God, they took his, they took it not as the word of, of Peter or of Paul and, and others. They took it as is. It is the word of God. And Paul says that they have turned from serving idols to the living God. They had turned from sin to serve the living God. How did he do that? By listening to the word of God. By opening your heart. Welcoming God's word into your life. Allowing the word of God to mold you into the image of Christ. Paul to Timothy Encouraged him to preach the word. Second Timothy 4 verse 2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Why, why Timothy? Why, 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 Paul, should Timothy do that? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And listen to this. They will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. You think about that. When it comes to the word of God, do not forget it. Seek after it. Do not turn from it. Number four, keep it. From the text, keep it. Psalm 119, verse 158. I see the treacherous and am disgusted. 
because they do not keep your word. You think about it this way, Christian. When you look at the murdering of innocent children through uh, abortion, that's not keeping God's word. And when you think about that, isn't that disgusting? It is. Isn't that disappointing to you? Doesn't that make your, makes your heart you know, hurt? It does. It's disappointing. When you see a man and a man and a woman and a woman, isn't that disgusting to you? Homosexuality, the sins that are promoted, the things that men are doing and that show that they do, they do not keep God's law. It's exactly what the psalmist is talking about in this verse. He sees it. And he's disgusted by it, and, and, and he's disgusted because the, he looks at people that do not keep the word of God. Now, we, we also have to look at ourselves. Do we keep the word of God? To keep God's word is to do what it says. James said in James uh, chapter 2. Or not chapter 2, chapter 1, verse 21, 22. You know, we remove all filth and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the encrafted word which is able to save your souls. And then James says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Those who keep the word of God, they do what it says. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I tell you? Right. We need to keep God's word. John chapter 14 and verse 15. If you love me, what did Jesus say? Keep my commandments. Later on in the same chapter, Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And he, we will come to him and make our home with him. He will uh, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine. But the fathers who sent me keep the word of God. So when it comes to God's word, do not forget, right? Do not do not forget it. Seek after it. Do not turn from it. Keep it. Do what it says, right? Follow these house rules from God. They're written in the Bible. And then last but not least, right? Your attitude towards God's word should be to love it. We need to love the word of God. Psalm 119, the last part of, of this section under Resh, 159 and verse 160. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. The entirety of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Notice the nature of the word of God. It is truth. And it is for eternity. All right. You know, John, John's thoughts in, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, go right together with what the psalmist is saying here. Love not the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In him, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. But he who does the will of, of God, right? he who obeys the word of God, will endure forever. If you keep God's word, it means you love it. 
if you hear and listen to God's word and seek after it, it means you love it. We must have the love for the truth. We must love the house rules that God has given for his family. I think about what Paul said about those uh, he was writing to in Thessalonica. There were there were going to be people who will reject God, who will stand up against God, who hold their fists uh, uh, towards God, and and they will reject Him. And in Second Thessalonians, uh, chapter two, verse nine, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not. Why do they perish? Listen to this: because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Right? One must have the love. For the truth of God's word. If they are going to live. In God's house. Forever. And so we have house rules. God has given them to us. In the Bible. What should we do with the house rules. Do not forget it. Seek after it. Do not turn from it. Keep it. And love it. Thank you so much guys. For tuning in. Thank you for supporting Scattered Abroad Network this year and, and, and the Ohana podcast this year. God bless you. Take care. Let's finish this year faithful to our Lord. Lord willing, start a new year, fully uh, uh, committing our lives to God, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness in our life. God bless you and take care.